0: I'm your host, Giovanna Rossi. Hello, hello, well women. Welcome back to the show. I have a special show for you today. It's a Just Giovanna episode about overwhelm. So as you know, I talk a lot about overwhelm and anxiety and burnout on this show. And a lot of our audience is going through pretty tough times right now. And we are needing some relief. I mean, let's face it, there's a lot going on, especially if you are also parenting um, or taking care of other relatives. There's just a lot, you know, there's work, business, caregiving, nurturing, and it takes a toll. So I want to give you some really concrete tools today to neutralize overwhelm. We may not completely get over it today because it's kind of a process, but we're going to at least neutralize it. So it's not you know, crashing in on you as much, right? So that you can get some space to actually clear that. And, and, and move into a less overwhelmed state and maybe even enjoy yourself. (laughs) Who knows, but that has happened. I want to start by kind of explaining what the well woman approach is here. And so uh, it's it's very different from a lot of models and frameworks and, and ways of doing things. And so I want to kind of go into that a little bit. Now, if you're familiar with the well woman show, this will probably sound very familiar to you, but it'll be a good review. So a well woman, is strong and vulnerable. She's brave and scared. She challenges the status quo and internalizes oppressive systems and is self-compassionate while being imperfect. I wanted to give you those kinds of words and language to use because a lot of times when you look at the self-help and self care industry, it's really a lot of pitting one thing against another. And and what I say on the well woman show is it's everything, and it's really messy, and that's okay. And you're in the right place if you are both brave and scared, um, you're both strong and vulnerable, uh, and and you know working towards self compassion while definitely being imperfect. And a well woman doesn't. Power through the tough times, right? We're not in the quote unquote boss babe culture of boss babing our way to the top of whatever we're trying to do. That is not what this is about. A well woman accepts that not everything is figure outable, as Marie Forleo likes to say. I love Marie, but I just, you know, I just have to say, not everything is figure outable. And not only that, it's okay that it's not figure outable, right? We're actually embracing the best, the very best, and the darkest, most difficult. And when we embrace those both together, we find the real power, the real strength, the real resilience of who we are. And working on being okay with uncertainty and not controlling everything. And not always figuring it all out. Being okay with that uncertainty can really give us the power to neutralize that overwhelm. Okay, so that's just kind of laying the groundwork. I want to give you some very clear, specific things that uh, that you can work on, and that will help, hopefully, with your overwhelm and anxiety. So the first one is clear some space. And I mean this literally and uh, figuratively. So I, I mean this like physically clearing some space and also emotionally clearing some space. So one way we can do this is through the lens of our to-do list. <laughs> so our to-do list is actually actually becomes very emotional because of 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 how we're going to go through this. So auditing our to-do list, the first thing we want to do is. Delegate. So, a lot of times when we're overwhelmed, we just have too much going on, too much to do, and it all feels like it's pressing in on us. And at least that's how it feels for me. I feel like it's squashing me, and I need to just like clear some space. So, the first thing to do to get a handle on it is to delegate, right? And what does this mean? This means asking for help, and it means telling people what you need. We talk a little bit about um, asking for what you need later on in the show, but uh, this is definitely part of that. So delegating is the first thing. Number two is deleting. So there are three parts to this audit that we're doing. Delegate, delete, and do. And the first one we already talked about delegate. Uh, The second one is delete. So this is about saying no and setting boundaries. Now I've talked a lot about this here, but we always need to repeat this and we need to practice it. Um, I was working with a client recently who really had some, uh, had a breakthrough with her boundary setting. (laughs) I love it. Every time I see a woman claiming her time and and her power through setting boundaries. It's just amazing. It's amazing what we can do. So there's a whole show about this and it's at one six one show. So it's wellwomanlife.com slash one six one show. All about setting boundaries and saying no. But literally look at your list. And and you know, it it could actually be a to-do list, but it, it could also just be like all the stuff. It could it could be that it's not on a list, but you still, you know. You still tend to take that on, whether it's work stuff, home stuff, all of the invisible workload of women, like the laundry and the grocery shopping and knowing when we're going to be out of paper towels and keeping track of the pets, the dates when they have to go get their shots and keeping track of, you know, everything. So the idea here is to start setting boundaries around some of that stuff. So you've, you've delegated some of it. Now you're just going to say, no, I'm not doing it. I like, maybe I don't need to actually do that. So the third one is to do stuff, right? So you are going to do some stuff. So, so you're either delegating or deleting or you're doing it, right? There's not really anything else. So if you are doing it, set up bite-sized pieces, so that you can feel like you're getting somewhere with it uh so instead of you know putting one great big project on the list like redo the office um put bite-sized pieces on there like clear the table uh set up files you know bite-sized pieces um the other thing is to let go of perfectionism and i talk about this quite a bit in fact i think i'll do a whole show on it um Pretty soon here because it it keeps coming up. We really find it difficult to let go of perfectionism as women and as people living in the culture that we live in, which is all about go, 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 gotta be perfect. And as perfectionists, we tend to think of things as all or nothing, right? Like if I can't run the half marathon or the 5K, then I'm just not going to do anything. Like I'm not going to go run half a mile. That's not enough. That's not perfect enough. So I'm just not going to do anything, right? The all or nothing kind of scenario. Think about where you're doing that and and kind of try to rein that in and let go of that perfectionism. So I'm sure you're thinking of other examples. If I can't speak on the main TEDx stage, I'm just not going to do any speaking like i I have to do go big or go home kind of thing, and I, I i'm I'm a fan of let's do pieces because you don't get to the TEDx main stage by not doing anything. You get there by doing a talk at your local chamber of commerce or a a presentation to your church group. Okay. So clearing the mental and emotional space like this also creates a sense of safety and control. Notice I said creates a sense of safety and control because it's not actual control because we don't actually control much of anything, but it does create a sense of safety when you clear this mental and emotional space. And this kind of safety is what we need for the next step. So number two is face your stuff. So number one was clear some space. We just talked about that. Number two is face your stuff. And number three is activate your superpowers. And it's not what you think it is. Okay, if you've done work with me before, this is a little different. So stick with me here. So number two, face your stuff. This is all about, you know, we've, we've cleared our emotional and our physical space. We're creating a little bit of sense of of safety and control. Now we're going to be okay with our fear. So what is it that we're afraid of? Let's talk about that. Uh, and, and this can be really uncomfortable because it's like, oh, I, uh, I really don't want to go there. But you know what? we're, we're going to do it together. Like we are going there <laughs> um, because it's not actually as bad as you make it out to be. And Liz Gilbert says, you know, take fear along for the ride. Just don't let it in the driver's seat. So I love that because it's like, you know, a lot of what we're given in the media and in different frameworks and and programs is to like punch fear in the face, like get rid of fear, I'm gonna crush this and that. That is not what we're doing here. Here we're saying, you know what, fear is part of me. Just like I started this whole episode about, you know, I'm brave, and I'm vulnerable, I'm powerful and scared. You know, we we have both of those things. What we're doing here is we're we're uh, saying that we're okay, we're okay with fear. Now, that sounds easier, you know, said than done. So I'm going to walk you through how to how to be okay with fear. (laughs) Um, And, you know, this is a lifelong process. I, I think I started really facing my fears, probably 20 years ago. But you know, it's a constant, the more we practice, the better at it we get what I'm going to share with you is there's an acronym so it's it's fear f is for find so we want to find the fear name it bring it out of the darkness right sweep off the cobwebs let's look at it let's you know bring it out into the light and uh and let's examine it so what is it what is it what is it that you're afraid of Let's bring that out and look at it. So it could be, I'm afraid of failing in my business. I'm afraid if I do this, it won't be successful. I'm afraid I'm parenting wrong. I'm afraid my family will get sick. I'm afraid I'll gain weight. All kinds of things, right? Like we're afraid of so many things. So if you can brainstorm a bunch of things and just write them all down this is bringing it out of the darkness. And the next letter in fear is e and e is for evaluate. So we're going to evaluate now that we've named it, we've we've brought it out of the darkness, we're going to evaluate it. Okay? What's the worst that could happen? And and I know that there are some pretty hard answers to this question. I get that. And unless we ask those questions, we won't be able to bring fear along for the ride. We will always be running away from it. So what is the worst that could happen? Yes, I, will, I I would gain weight. Who would I be in that case? Who would I be if that were to happen? Well, I would still be me. I would just be a little heavier. Um, what is the worst that could happen? Okay. My family gets sick. I mean, the worst possible scenario that a lot of people are facing right now is actual death, right? Like that is the worst, probably. Who would I be in that case? Now, these are really tough questions and I don't take this lightly and, and I want you to really take some time with this and I'm going to move you through this. So I don't want you to go into it too dark of a place with this, but it is important to to look at this. Who would I be? in that case. So it's not comfortable, but it's certainly more comfortable than the anxiety and the physical and the emotional toll not looking at that question has on you. Okay. So I'm just going to say that again, because it, it just, it's so important that that we really understand this and and work out some of these worst case scenarios, because we will be much more resilient and able to handle those situations than if we constantly are running away from from those fears, because of the emotional and physical toll that takes on us. Okay, so once you've jotted this down, and I hope you're journaling this, if you're driving or like running or something, and you can't write write anything down, just listen and then go back and, and do the journaling. I want you to think about what's the best that could happen. What is the best that could happen in this situation? And it's not Pollyanna-ish, it's just li- literally what is the best thing that could happen? What is the opportunity here? And just brainstorm that, okay, without judgment, without criticizing, without having an opinion one way or the other, just kind of freeform brainstorm that and and write it down and get out of your head with it too and tune into your body how's your body feeling and just journal on that. We'll be right back. You're invited to join me for a brand new monthly group experience over in the Well Woman Academy. This is a monthly group that includes access to the full six week course based on feminism, mindfulness and the Well Woman Life framework. It includes weekly groups, coaching sessions with me, as well as office hours and a private Facebook group to share and grow. Don't get me wrong. This is hard work, but with these tools, you will easefully find the time to do the course course, get the coaching and reach your goals monthly. If you find yourself worrying about whether you'll ever make it in the thing you're pursuing, waking up in the middle of the night with anxiety, lacking the energy you need to get everything done, stuck in some aspect of leading your team, procrastinating on moving forward with projects and tasks or in a leadership role, but second guessing yourself constantly. I'd love to introduce you to the Well Woman Academy. It's for smart, high achieving women changing the world who wants, to overcome anxiety, burnout, perfectionism, and insecurity. The result, you get to live your Well Woman Life, a life of joy, ease, and abundance, even when things are tough all around you. Visit wellwomanlife.com slash academy to learn more. We're back on the Well Woman Show. Okay, I'm going to move us through to the A in fear, which is ask. So this is, again, asking for what you need. And identifying and asking for what we need as women is actually really really hard. A lot of a lot of my clients um have a real hard time with this and and they say, "Well, what if I don't what if I can't articulate what I need?" Like, I you know, I know there's a problem, I don't know exactly what I need. So that might be you or it that might not be you. You might know exactly what you need and that's fine too. Um and what I want you to think about is is your needs in terms of things like connection, physical well-being, honesty, play and joy, peace, autonomy. Autonomy is a really big one for women, especially high-powered, high-achieving women. Uh, And then meaning, right? Meaning and fulfillment. So you can see a whole list of needs at, um, there's a link that we'll put in the show notes. Uh, there's also a whole show I do on how to get your needs met and that's at two zero seven show. So go back and listen to that. If you want more, um, on asking for what you need and the R in fear, I'm going to move us forward here. The R in fear is reward. So reward yourself for facing your fear. And letting it out of the dark, shining a light on it. What would it look like to reward yourself? What would it feel like? Could you relax now? Could you talk about it without falling apart? Jot down some ideas around that. And what would that look like? What would that reward look like? So I just want to kind of recap the acronym FEAR is find, find and name it, evaluate, look at the worst and best case scenarios. And also feel it in your body, right? Not just in your head. Um, Ask is the A, ask for what you need. And then the R is reward, rewarding yourself for doing all of this work. And um, this reward creates a uh, self-acceptance, a feeling of self-acceptance, which is needed for the next step. So the next step, as I said, is activate your superpowers. Now, I talk about superpowers a lot because the Well Woman Life community, the framework, everything that I do here is really based on this idea that women are powerful, resilient, strong people. And we have superpowers that are that we don't use all the time, but we have access to all the time. We have access to these things a hundred percent of the time, but we don't always access them. We don't always tune into them. We don't always use them. And so uh, what, you know, a lot of what I share with you here and certainly in the well woman Academy is how to activate those superpowers, what they are And I'm going to talk about this in a little bit of a different way today. Um, There's a whole process for identifying your unique superpower. That's not what we're doing here. Um, We're we're talking about activating specific superpowers that will help you build resilience, which leads to a sense of well-being, and that helps you with overwhelm and not feeling so overwhelmed and uh, burned out. So if you think about your breath and sometimes I start sessions off with a breathing exercise, like a grounding exercise and we breathe in and we notice our breath and on the second breath, we have gratitude for our breath. And what does that mean? I want you to just close your eyes if you can, if it's safe to do so and just breathe in. Now notice your breath and breathe out. You have your breath. You've always had it. Your breath has been with you your whole life. And it will continue to be with you. And when you notice that and feel a sense of gratitude for that breath, your breath becomes a superpower. It can calm you. You can always turn to it in the midst of an overwhelming situation or when you have anxiety. And that is what I call a superpower. It's there. It's always there. We just don't always tune into it. So I want you to just think about that because it's a very tangible example, right? Your breath. It's something that we can physically feel and work with right now as we're, as I'm talking. So when you learn to notice and have gratitude for a superpower like your breath, you can also build upon this awareness to call it in when you need it. So when you're in an overwhelming situation or you're feeling anxious, um, you're feeling burned out, you can just take a moment to call in your breath. And your breath, like I said, it's been with you your whole life. You, I have such gratitude for my breath, you know? And so I want you to just practice that a little bit. And... When we develop the ability to call in our superpowers or activate them when we need them, we can notice and have gratitude for other kinds of superpowers that aren't as easy to access and activate all the time, right? Breath is really tangible. It's really like, okay, now breathe, now notice. Um, Some of the other Ones that i 'm going to go over now aren't as tangible so but but I'm giving you this example because I want you to see the 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 similarity here, so once you notice it and have gratitude for it, you can call it in and use it, and then when you practice that, you can have access to it um, anytime you want. so when you're in a in the car and someone cuts you off instead of you know yelling with your kids in the car, and then feeling bad later, you can find your breath. And that becomes more and more automatic, right? Okay, so using that example, we're going to look at one of my favorite things, (laughs) self-care. And self-care is interesting, because it really In the Well Woman framework, it really is not about expensive things or treatments or spas, although those things are nice and you should definitely do those if you want to. Um, But that's not what what I mean when I talk about self-care. And it's not about punishing yourself or self-denial, you know, working out so hard that you are in pain or going on a very restrictive diet. Like that that is not what what self-care is. It's about what feels good. Right? What feels good to you. And Audrey Lord says, "Caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation." And that is an act of political warfare. So it's really a form of protest against the systems and norms that set women up for burnout and overwhelm. And that is what we're doing here. That is what we're doing in the Well Woman Life community, in the Well Woman Academy. Really, we're protesting against the systems and norms that set women up for burnout and overwhelm. Do those same systems and norms set men up for burnout and overwhelm? Probably in a different way. I'm not talking about men though. I'm talking about how they specifically impact women because of our role in society and because of how we are valued by society. So I just wanted to make that clear. Um, So, what feels good? Uh, It might be treating yourself, it might be buying flowers. I know um, a colleague who sets up an automatic delivery of flowers. So she always has fresh flowers. I don't know if she does it once a week or once a month or something, but, you know, that's what's important to her. It makes her feel good. Um, Enjoying a special moment, whatever that is, if it's, um, you know, a special cup of tea in your favorite chair, uh, it it can be very, um, you know, simple, or it can be You know, it can be anything that that you want it to be. Just don't wait for other people to do it for you. Okay. Don't wait for other people to make your day or make your week or make your birthday or make you happy, right? We're not waiting around for that. That's what society has told us we should be doing, but we're protesting against that. And we're saying, no, we're going to you know, we're, we're going to make ourselves happy. We're going to love ourselves. Right. And when we do that, we actually end up being able to love other people and have them love us back. Okay. So lastly, uh, almost lastly, I want to talk about self-compassion as part of your superpowers and, um, self-compassion, towards your perceived or real failings or imperfections, right? Perceived or real, because sometimes when we have these failings and they're they're not really failings, but we feel like they are. Um, So Kristen Neff wrote a book called Self-Compassion, The Proven Power of Being Kind to Yourself. And she talks about three components of self-compassion that I just want to share here. The first one is self-kindness. Being gentle and understanding with ourselves instead of critical and judgmental, and this is a real uh, tenet of the Well Woman Life community. And and uh, I didn't realize that she had written this book when I when I developed that. But it's it's all to it comes from the same kind of mindfulness um, teachings. So this the second one is common humanity, feeling connected with others and not isolated. Number three is mindfulness, holding our experience in balanced awareness rather than ignoring our pain or exaggerating it. So those are the three components of self-compassion. And when you really dig into this, um, you end up being able to call that in, call in your self-compassion and activate it, right? Same with self-care. And that's where the power is. That's where the superpower is. Um, Lastly, I'll just mention giving yourself the love you seek. And I I kind of alluded to this um, a minute ago, but really giving yourself the love you seek is another superpower. It's another superpower. It definitely is. Um, And there's a whole show on this at 154 show. So all the links will be in the show notes for this episode, but just in case you want to go check that out. Okay. I've given you a lot to work with here. I hope you've enjoyed this deep dive into the well woman approach to neutralizing overwhelm. I think we did more than neutralize. Don't you think? Let me know if you want to email me at info at You can find me on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere else, and uh, definitely come over and join us in the Well Woman Life community, or if you're ready for the Academy, we dive deep into this, and we really work on it, and um, the women in the Academy are, are getting great results, it's, it's, you know, it's hard work, but we are all there supporting each other, it's awesome. And I wish you a beautiful, beautiful week. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Well Woman Life. I'm Giovanna Rossi for The Well Woman Show. Until next time, have a super powerful week.